In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Father Brendan Kilcoyne coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. Immaculata, I might remind you, also producing the Conversation series of interviews, interviews with uh, major players in the Irish Catholic scene at the moment, um, and doing some other stuff as well. So just be aware of us. Um, Maybe hit the subscribe button. Maybe consider giving us a hand because we're we're perpetually living, you know, getting by the seat of our pants, you know. So uh, Patreon, PayPal, anything you can do for us there. The comments section as well. We, we value and enjoy, and I mean that, we enjoy your comments. Well, most of them. I think this Sunday... I'm very struck by that image in the Gospel of the, of the child... Now you go into a whole load of other things there, but it just occurs to me that Jesus just gets sick of them. He just gets sick of them. And he calls over this child and he says, you see this child? He said, unless you are like this child, you will not get into the kingdom of heaven. Eh? Now that's very striking because a child did not occupy a very high place in, 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 the, in the social structure of the time. It's in fact only very recently the children have. Mm? Only very recently in human civilization that children have, have been as, as uh, how would you put it, has, have been brought as much to the center as they have. And you, you see in James there that James is warning them about, about, the tree, you know, about intrigue and about backbiting and nastiness. And he said the true wisdom is considerate, it's kind, the wisdom that comes from God. And then in Wisdom, the earlier reading, uh, you have that, that terrifying and very timely idea of, of the world, uh, the sinful rather, the Reshaim, waiting for the, uh, the, waiting for the good man to torture him, to test him, to put him to the test. So what do we have here? I mean... At first glance, you'd say, my goodness, it's a bit of a laundry bag of, of stuff. It's, it's actually, there is coherence. There definitely, there is coherence. In the, in, the, in the first two readings, you have the moil and toil and trouble of the world. In the gospel, you have it in the beginning. And then Jesus hands the key to the whole thing. Unless you become like that little child, you shall not enter the kingdom. You're going to say, Dear Lord, I have taken my whole life to achieve some tattered bit of wisdom and now I have to go back to being, you know, what I was 50 years ago. Have I learned nothing? Is there no respect for my years, for my experience, for my age? I mean, don't you know a good CV when you see it? And you say, no, 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 your CV's no good. You have to go back to being a child. We look at the very first part. Childish is not the same as childlike. Uh-huh. Childish is a caricature of the child of, of the of the, the state of being a child. It is a caricature. It is an adult acting the fool. Childlike is a different thing. It is a limpid, cool, clear, 
innocent eye on the world, an eye that has not yet learned to lie, or to expect lies. Unless you become like this child, you shall not enter the kingdom. And what reward will this get if you achieve this? Precisely what's outlined in the first reading. You see what we did to the Lord. The world cannot long tolerate the good. It persuades itself that it likes the good, that it wants the good, but the good is expensive. And that can be a problem. Hmm? That can be a problem. People are always talking about corruption in politics. Always talking about, about the failures of politicians. A question. In a democracy, who elected the politicians? I, I'm just asking. There's a wonderful moment in Oliver Stone's uh, three-hour um, uh, film about, about, about Nixon, which is called simply Nixon, where Anthony Hopkins, who plays a blinder as, as Nixon, uh, not as good as Frank Langella, I think, but certainly excellent. Hopkins looks, stares up at the portrait in the White House of Kennedy, and he says to the portrait, they look at you and they see what they want to be. They look at me, they see what they are. It's good. I think it's a bit hard on Nixon, excessively easy on, 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 on Kennedy, but fine, fine, it's good. It's an interesting point. It's all too easy to simply, you know, project these things, to look, to, to look outside for them. And then to, you know, uh, to want the good and see the failure of the good all around you. But what's going on in your own heart? Do you know the price there is for the good? We've been, been discussing over the last few Sundays the price of authenticity, the price of integrity, the price of responsibility, the price of leadership. Now here we are talking about the price of, of the good and the price of salvation. Unless you become like this little child. I remember um, reading a story. I, I may be wrong on this. Okay, I may be wrong. I think it may have been St. Josemaria Escriva, but I, I may be wrong about it. But it was a priest who was, who was watching. He was... He was maybe having a coffee or whatever by, down by the beach. And he was watching the fishermen come in off the boats. And one fisherman had his two little sons with him. Uh, or maybe they ran out to greet him. And he, he whisked the smaller of the two up on his shoulders. And he carried him. But the other little fella kept at him and at him and at him. And he... He, he pestered his father and the father was saying, no, you're old enough, you can walk, I'll, I'll carry your brother. But he kept at him and finally the father bent down, grabbed a hold of him, whisked him up and put him on his shoulder with his brother. And he walked in the strand carrying his two sons. And he said it was, it was a new stage in his understanding of the fatherhood of God. Huh? Can you put your CV aside and catch a hold of God's trouser leg and plead and plead with him 
Me, Daddy. Me too. Pick me up. Can you do that? Because I put it to you, if you can't do that, if you can't do that, you're on the way to hell. Which is a shocking thing to say. And the reality is shocking. And this is entirely in line with the last few Sundays we've been talking about. Listen to me. Listen to me. You are not going to ride into heaven on, on, a, on, a, on a magnificently caparisoned steed clad in velvets and dripping with bling. You're not going to go to heaven in a sports car with the wind blowing in your hair. The path of Jesus Christ is rugged and it's winding and it's narrow and the door is narrow. You're going to need help to get there. What's the secret of Christianity? What is the secret of it? In a world that will test the good man to his limit. Go back to the first reading in the book of wisdom. Torment him, torture him, test him, probe him. See if he breaks. Because we want the good and yet we don't trust the good. Rightly, often, in, in, in the world. We're so often deceived. Test the spirits if they be of God. The world will test you and test you. You must be like that child. You must be like that child. And this is hard for you. It's very hard for you if you're proud of your attainments, and rightly so, that have come to you through your hard work. You've studied and studied for degrees. You've toiled and studied at your craft and become a master tradesman. You've become a, a master of this or a master of that. You're totally on top of your trade, your profession, your vocation, your calling. You've gained in wisdom, in respect, in prestige. You wear a good suit, a beautiful dress. You buy the best and go to the best shops. You have sacrificed and you have won all of this. And I tell you, I don't grudge you any of it. You look good in it, fair play to you. God give you the health to wear it. And none of it is worth a damn to you in terms of getting to heaven. I'm sorry, because that is an awful thing to say to people. That's an awful thing to say to serious and gifted people who have worked their backsides off. It is a terrible saying. The gospel, the gospel is a chainsaw. You know, you're there at it, you, you don't know what it means, you're, mm, mm, you know this? I can never get the damn things to start. And then the damn thing starts and spins around. gospel is a life of its own it's deadly this is hard for you hard for me jeepers so I, I'm glad to share the pain you have to take I, I want you to take your CV which is a good thing I want you to take it with all the achievements you've got which is a good thing I want you to take it in front of the crucifix and I want you to tear it up like that and put it in front of the crucifix and say everything I have is from you nothing I've achieved will get me to heaven I need good works to get to heaven but what, what use are works without faith and what use is faith without God and so when I bring my good works before you in fact what I'm doing is I'm saying as the priest says to God in the offertory 
I offer you the bread that you gave us. I offer you the wine that you gave us. I offer it back to you. That's how to present your good deeds to God. Tear it up. Tear it up as a symbol of the fact that you don't rely on it to save you, but put it before the crucifix in acknowledgement of the fact that it is his work, not yours, his. And be like a little child. Ask him for your next treat. Ask him to keep you safe. Ask him to pick you up and carry you in the gates of heaven. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.